0: Hello, and welcome to Finding You, a podcast from New York Institute of Technology's Office of Admissions, dedicated to helping students find the right college. In this series, we will cover everything from building your college application list, the transfer process, and making the most of a campus visit, to understanding costs, the financial aid process, and how to make your college decision. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Basilico, Vice President for Enrollment Management at New York Tech, and I am joined by my co-host, Dr. Karen Vahey, Dean of Admissions and Financial Aid. How are you today, Karen?
1: I'm great, Joe. So nice to be here. February is Financial Aid Awareness Month, so I'm thrilled to be doing this podcast today. And we're joined by our guest, Liggy John. Liji, welcome. Thanks for having me. Liji, how long have you been in financial aid? Oh, gosh, it's been about six years in financial aid. And you've been at New York Tech for how long? Two years. Awesome. So given this time of the year, it's February, financial aid packages are rolling out. So our goal today is really to discuss the financial aid award letter, calculating cost, planning for the May 1 deadline. Does that sound good with everybody?
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Awesome. So Lidgy, we want to discuss the financial aid award letter and help families understand its purpose. Uh, How do you use the information to better understand the cost of a college education, Can you explain the information that's included with the financial aid award letter?
2: So that's a great question. We try our best to provide a seamless process with families uh, when it comes to reviewing the financial aid award letter. So on the award letter, you'll see basically a breakdown for gift aid, which is what is your scholarship, grants, that is aid that you do not have to repay back. Um, It is also based on financial need. Another option is basically a federal work study. So if you are eligible for it, you will see that on your package. Another aid is self-help. So self-help is basically student loans that you do have to repay back, but it does help you pay for your education. So another thing that's on our financial aid award letter is your disbursement plans. And what that does is help you know, when is my aid going to disperse? Um and how much it will be for each semester. So we do provide a breakdown for the year, for the academic year, but also we split it into fall, spring. So another thing is one of my favorite parts on the award letter is the educational cost breakdown. So in financial aid, we do go over your cost of attendance, but also give you a breakdown. What is my direct cost and what's my indirect cost? which helps you calculate what your net costs will be at the end of the year. So we do provide a little mini explanation and a uh, little definitions here and there within your financial aid war letter. So that way families start to get familiarized with what is financial aid.
0: Right. So to summarize, because you gave us a lot of great information there, right? Grants and scholarships do not have to be repaid. So that's, uh, that's good for families. Loans, which is part of self-help, they will borrow money from the federal government for the most part. And that yes. has to be paid back over time. And then work study or some kind of work position, they, the student will get paid just like a regular job. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And so you started to mention about the cost of attendance. Can you um, explain what that means? The cost of attendance um, on an award letter as like compared to what the direct cost is for families, right? Because cost of attendance is going to include costs that they maybe already are paying for. And it's not really like an additional cost to go to college, but, but we include it because the federal government asks us to, right? So, but there's a big difference between cost of attendance and direct cost. So maybe you could explain that a little bit.
2: Yeah, so we do get this question quite a bit from students and families. Um, why do I see it on my package? The direct cost and indirect cost. The direct cost is basically your tuition and fees. Um, how much is my tuition? How's my, how much is my fees for the semester? And your indirect costs could be your transportation costs, your book costs, your fees and supplies as your indirect costs in order to go to college. So it does help in giving us an idea what your maximum financial could be on your financial aid packet.
1: Yeah. So I think about when I was back in college and, you know, my My meals cost money. I mean, it was a, a cost of attending my college, but I didn't necessarily have to pay my college for it. but you're just trying to give us an idea of this is the world of cost when it comes to college and and sometimes yep. you'll pay New York tech and sometimes it's it's money out of your own pocket that that doesn't get paid to tech is that is that a pretty good way of kind of summarizing yeah. it
2: basically yeah, it's an overall view of how much you'll be for the year that will Costs you to go to college. So, you know, we have to take, we have to have meals, we have to have, you know, pay for our books. So everything is taken consideration. So that way families have a better idea how to, you know, manage their cost.
1: Can you talk about uh, work study a little bit more? Uh, I remember working on campus all four (laughs) years. So what's the process of getting an on campus job? And is it always included in the financial aid award letter? So that's a
2: question that we often get from students is, how do I know if I'm eligible for Federal Work Study? And when you submit your FAFSA application, there is a question where it asks you if you're interested in Federal Work Study. I encourage all my students to check that box off um, because it doesn't hurt. And if you are eligible for it, it will be on your financial aid award letter Um, Another option is also reaching out to us in the financial aid office and we can put you on a wait list to see if you can be potentially a federal work study student. So if you are eligible for it, you do want to accept the federal work study on your package. And the next option is to reach out to career services to see if there's any job opportunities. And for me, you know, sometimes I do have my students say, do I have to do this right now? You don't. It's an option that not all students get, but if you do have that option, it's a great opportunity to work on campus, you know, build your resume as well and um, get your foot in the door, whether it's in your major or just in higher education. Um, So I think it's a great tool to use Federal work study.
0: Yeah, I think uh, another benefit of work study is that students who work jobs have to include their income on their when they file the financial aid form, right? But correct. a work-study job, you do not have to include your income on the form, correct?
2: Correct. It does not penalize you on the FAST application for your next act, next aid year.
0: Yeah. So a lot of benefits of, of work-study jobs, plus um, students are more engaged on campus, uh, the the saving of money on the fafsa so there's a lot of benefits to a work study job so let me ask you this question so the family now has their award letter they know what their direct costs are uh, if a family's trying to estimate how much they might have to pay directly to the college how do they calculate that estimated cost
2: so that question is basically our semester question that we get from all our students and families. That's uh, the million dollar question. That is a million dollar question. <laughs> we get this every semester, which I'm glad the students are asking that question, even if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior. But basically what you do is you take your, your direct costs, your tuition and fees. And if you're dorming, you get you take your room and board. You subtract your anticipated day that you accepted. And that will basically give you your net costs. So for example, if your tuition is, let's say in the fall semester, $20,000, and you have scholarship grants for $10,000, then your net cost will be $10,000 for that semester. Um, you always have the option to do self-help aid and so forth, but that's just the basic foundation of how to cl- calculate your net cost.
0: So if they know they're going to take a a loan, they should, they can deduct that. Correct. But but if there's work study, that's again, that's like a job for payments. I I wouldn't deduct that, right? I would deduct grants and scholarships and loans if I know I'm taking the loan.
1: Exactly. Okay. I think at this time of year, well, first of all, the FAFSA became available in October, but if family, and, and we're well well past that deadline, obviously, uh, do you have advice for families? Is it is it too late to file a FAFSA? And and I think those in New York state also need an additional form. So is, is it too late? Should families still apply at this point? It's never too late. The
2: FAFSA application
1: is available for you to complete
2: even now. So if you haven't completed the FAFSA application for next fall, do it. You do have the option of completing it right now. Uh, It only takes 20 minutes, I think, to complete the fast application. And it takes about three to five business days for it to process. So definitely, you know, you have the time, the opportunity to complete it, get it done. And there is also, if you're a New York resident, the TAP application. So I highly recommend that for students as well. And what that is, is a free money. It's a New York state grant. So you definitely want to take the opportunity of that. And that's something that can be added onto your financial aid award letter.
0: Awesome. So it's, it's not too late to file, uh, but we would encourage students to do it as soon as possible, right? Because for many institutions, their institutional grants or scholarships, they're a finite pot of money, not an infinite pot of money. And it's possible that money may not be available. So we would encourage students to do this as, as soon as possible, but they still have time.
2: That's correct. We do have institutional grants that we do provide to our students. So we do c- encourage, it is a first come first serve kind of grant, um, but we do encourage that you do complete the fast application to potentially add on to that free money for, the, uh, for grants.
0: Yeah. And what would you say to families who are who would say, well, I, I'm not going to qualify for aid. I'm not even going to file what what advice would you give those families?
2: I would say never assume that you're not going to be eligible for financial aid. Um, it happens quite often where families say, I'm not eligible for FAFSA application money, so I'm not going to apply. No, you definitely want to apply because you may be eligible for institutional grants that you're not aware of. Um, so every year, if you're eligible for the FAFSA al- application, complete it, process it, And we also use that for other potential scholarships within the institution.
0: Right, and even the worst case scenario is everybody qualifies for a federal Stafford loan, but you have to file, right? So Correct, you have to file. You have to file, okay.
1: Now this time of year, we have uh, a, a ton of admitted students, a great increase in applications for admissions. We've been rolling out admit letters. We're about to roll out financial aid award letters there are probably families out there that have received award letters from other institutions to which they've been admitted. Do you you have any advice for kind of comparing the different award letters? I mean, everything looks differently. What our presidential looks like is different from what another presidential scholarship looks like. So what advice do you have for families to kind of navigate the various financial aid award letters they might be looking at right now?
2: So I love this question. (laughs) This is one of those questions that I get often from open house with families. And I would suggest, I even do this for my own family, is look at the scholarship that you have, not just the amount, but what is your net cost? So for example, if you're coming with New York Tech and you receive the presidential scholarship for, let's say, $20,000 and the tuition is for the aid year is for $40,000, then your net cost, just with the scholarship alone, is 20000 But let's say the other institution, the tuition and fees is 50000 and they're giving you a $25,000 scholarship, then the net cost for them will be greater. So look at the big picture. You know, scholarship to scholarship,
1: but what's also your net cost? That's really helpful it It's nice to see those high scholarship amounts, but if they're not covering yes. as much of tuition then then what's what's the difference? You're paying more, yeah, exactly,
0: yeah, so that was a big uh, emphasis for today, I think is talking about the net cost, right, so that families really understand uh even though they might get a higher scholarship or more grant aid uh really looking at the bottom line for many families is what's important. So don't sort of be misled or I don't want to use the word misled, but beguiled by the charm (laughs) of a higher scholarship. Correct?
1: Correct. Yeah. That's a great SAT word Joe, Dr. Pasilico. Thank you for (laughs) uh, today's word of the day is beguiled.
0: Yes. And P.S. NYIT is an is a SAT optional school. (laughs) True.
2: (laughs) Take advantage of that. That's
0: right. Well, I think this has been very helpful. I think our listeners probably have uh, gained a lot from this information today. Is there a way, Lidgy, that prospective students can contact the financial aid office for any help that they might need?
2: So that's a great question. We have multiple ways of contacting us. One, um, if you're preferring to sit down with your families for a virtual appointment, we do have a one-on-one session that is available on the New York Tech website. Uh, Other options are email, phone calls. Uh, Also, you can do the FA contact outreach and we'll be able to reach out to you. But my favorite is the one-on-one virtual. Because that way we can see you guys, and it feels
1: more personal. And this is all at uh, www.nyt.edu/admissions, and then there's a tab for financial aid. Contact us, and great way to to find find you via Zoom, phone, correct, email, all of that. Excellent.
0: Great, thanks, Lydie, for joining us today. It was it, it was great information. You are a great uh, guest. We really appreciate it. And uh, Karen, I mean, the cost is just one of many factors when students are deciding on a college. What are some other key areas families should focus on when considering colleges?
1: You know, I always talk about finding the right fit. Uh, What's your learning style? Do you like large lecture halls, a more intimate setting? What kind of clubs and activities are you interested in? Uh, We tend to have some of the best programs around, um, some really competitive programs across our life sciences, health professions, architecture, engineering. So if those are the programs you're thinking of, those are really the ones where, where we excel at tech. Um, if you are interested in large lecture halls, we're we're maybe not the best place. Our student faculty ratio is eleven to one, so there's really no place to hide in in classes like calculus and and engineering. Uh, but we had some great news this week, which was um, the Center for Education and the Workforce at Georgetown University ranked New York Tech really high at the return on investment. And I think families uh, can't underestimate the value and the return on their investment in a New York tech education. I, I think we ranked in the top 2%, um, especially for students um, in uh, who are low income. And, and that was the case with me. I was first gen, really relied on Pell. And so to hear that my institution is really good at elevating students like me um, into well-paying jobs and, and bright futures that's it's a really positive takeaway and outcome of a tech education and something I think our, our families should really consider. So, so lots of factors beyond cost. And I think we do demonstrate some, some really good ROI on a, a New York tech degree.
0: Yes. Return on investment has become so important, uh, considered by lots of families. We were number 72 of over 3,000 uh, colleges, I think, in that uh, research. And in the top Top,
1: top nine, Ten, nine, nine in New York State. Yeah, yep.
0: And I think the top on Long Island, right? Yep, top on Long Island. Very yeah.
1: exciting place to be. So Very someone exciting. else is telling us. I mean, we like to say we're good at what we do, but here's someone else coming in saying, "Yep, Tech, you're getting it right."
0: Yeah, and you know, you mentioned fit. Uh, I think uh, one of the best ways to figure out if a school is the right fit for you is to visit that college. And I'll just tell a quick, funny story. My older son, we drove him to a College five hours away, and with traffic, it was seven hours away. Stayed overnight. Get up early the next morning. Drive onto campus. Pull into the parking spot, and he turns to me and says, "I'm not getting out of the car." And I said, "Yes, you are." And uh, why are you not getting out of the car? And he said, "I don't fit here. I I don't fit with these people. I I want to see people throwing frisbees and footballs, and they're dressed in." dress shoes and <laughs> hackies, but, to, and he was right. Like it just wasn't the right school for him. So I think, um, what do you think about visiting college campuses? Uh, it's it's got to be one of the more, more important things for families to do, correct? I
1: think it is, because up until the time you get admitted, a lot of it is not real. You're seeing it on paper. You're seeing it maybe at a virtual information session. But the power of the campus visit cannot be underestimated. You're meeting with faculty. You're meeting with current students. You might see them playing ultimate frisbee on the sack lawn. Um and we have a lot of opportunities for families to visit, you know, in this um pandemic environment where we still have a robust listing of virtual events, so families and students can hop on, talk to Liigi, talk to admission counselors. hear hear about the different programs and opportunities at Tech. Uh, But we're about to roll out with a bunch of on-campus visit opportunities. So um, if you're an admitted student, you'll be hearing about them, but you can also visit nyt.edu, go to admissions, and there's a menu for events, and you'll see it categorized by first year transfer, grad students, admitted students, prospective students, um, a real nice list of on-campus events. Uh, And again, I can't underestimate uh, the importance. Like your son, Um, we want to make sure that our students are seeing campus and seeing our students and knowing that they have a home here.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of factors to consider and cost fit location, any final recommendations before making the big decision, which is usually May 1st is the deposit deadline day.
1: May 1 right around the corner. Uh, Well, you know, Lidgy, I I think you probably have some advice, right? Comparing the packages, looking at the bottom line. Any other thoughts about that? I would say, you know, ask the questions to the financial aid office and
2: we can help see if there's anything else we can do regarding to financial aid. Um, But also, you know, making sure you have your FAFSA submitted before the deadline. So that way you can get a package from us. Um, The sooner you make a decision... The easier it will be for you to prepare for the fall semester.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And actually, we're going to start early registration um, in April, a- around mid to late April. Uh, so we're not encouraging students to deposit by May one. We're we're really giving them we till do. May one to deposit. But for those that do know that Tech is the place to be, they can register. I mean, why not get it over with? Right. Register exactly. in April and then you, you know, you can focus on the rest of your senior year, your finals, your prom, whatever it whatever you have going on in your senior year. And enjoy
2: your summer. Exactly. You don't want to be so overwhelmed and preparing for college when it's your summer
1: vacation. So, you know, start now. Yeah. A worry-free summer and start the fall at New York tech with a wonderful financial aid package and a wonderful financial aid advisor in Liggy. So <laughs> thank you so much, Liggy. You've been, you've been thank great. You. Thank you for having
0: me. Thanks, Liggy. Karen, I have a question for you. Yeah. So once a student does deposit and you've kind of uh, talked a little bit about registration, I mean, what should students do or what should they expect after they deposit at an institution,
1: well, this is where the fun begins. Joe, um, we are your dean will contact you. Your chair will sometimes contact you, uh, welcoming you to your academic program. Uh, we'll get you excited about orientation. That's when you meet all your classmates. When you meet your faculty, uh, it's really an exciting time. You'll get to know about our different clubs. Um, and we have a, a few events throughout the summer where you can actually, you know, come onto campus, get registered. Um, it's really a fun time.
0: Yeah. And a fun time, an important time. I mean, it's a, it's a really big decision. And so I hope some of the things we've talked about today are going to help our listeners in making that decision. I just want to thank everyone for listening in. And I guess thank both Karen and Liggy today. And until next time, have a great day. Bye, thank everyone. Thank you. Good
1: luck, everyone.